0: Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40k's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, and Laura Hamstra and Del Borovic as brand new characters. My report shows that Inquisitor Valentine and Atticus Vis have allied themselves with the witch hunter Davian Mutis. Valentine spun a new yarn to win an ally, while Atticus slaughtered an entire boarding party of invaders. Now they're being towed past the heretic sun to find answers about the Confederacy, as well as to find new companions on their quest. Can they keep their secrets from the witch hunter or will this new friend become a deadly enemy? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy.
1: Xenos amendum to after-action report, planet Vicodin. Perhaps most concerning about the ongoing green skin conflict that it would seem Glasgow Vicodin was using to his advantage is uh, some surprising sociological finds. As we continue to uh, put down the green threat uh, on the planet, we were able to uh, explore some of their war camps and uh, we found concerning evidence of uh, perhaps a, a new deity rising. Uh, Gork and Mork, of course, are known quite uh, thoroughly throughout the galaxy as the uh, the orcs' gods of choice. We know they have had some uh, smaller, perhaps less important deities throughout. Uh, however, we found several uh, statues to a new god that seems to have risen amongst the orcs. Uh, something uh, that, uh, according to prisoners before their execution, was known as... Thysas Hulhet, uh, a, a mighty orc warrior known for, for slaying constantly, and uh, the orcs themselves seem oddly reverential, not only of the combat prowess of this Hulhet, but of uh, the questions that it posed them. They say that it constantly asks them to question their
2: own existence in a way that is somewhat concerning. Existential crises amongst the orcs are
1: something to be carefully monitored as it shows that their intelligence is perhaps reaching new heights. But nevertheless, it kept asking if they were orcs, and they had to
2: consider it very carefully. This new god is tremendously concerning and one whom we should open a file on immediately. If they come
1: to worship this Warrior Orc, the hit. As a god, who knows what future was we could face. Handwritten note. Thank you for your report, sir. It would seem someone is having you on. The term you're looking for is, this is bullshit. So the curfews have been getting worse on last gleaming. Uh, and that is largely because of a pretty massive uh, hive war going on in the lower levels <laughs> um, between two gangs. Uh, and the problem with building an entire city around an inquisitorial outpost uh, in the the armpit of the galaxy
3: <laughs>
1: is it tends to draw a lot of uh, scum and villainy, uh, a lot of different types of operators, everyone from highly trained... Professionals, the kind any Inquisitor would be happy to have on their retinue, to wannabe adventurers, uh, seeking uh, quest boards and the like, uh, to the people who wash out, uh, to criminals who have been conscripted into service, uh, to those left behind and forgotten. And though the Inquisition itself has higher concerns, but with, you know, the forces of chaos, the forces of the Xenos, and uh, of course, heretics within the Imperium itself. For the people who live on Last Gleaming, there are a number of other concerns. Uh, Concerns perhaps more suited to survival, uh, or in some cases, purely to entertainment. As in any large city, there are bars. There are uh, dens of ill repute. Uh, There are places to get any pleasure one could possibly seek. But the bar is where we're going to focus today, because below the meridian the the line of law and order that separates the uh, main patrol areas of the adeptus Arbides, security forces uh, in in the the hive and the places that are still technically under the auspices of of uh, or under the protection rather of uh, uh, the adeptus Arbides, but are uh, patrolled somewhat less frequently uh, there is a uh, a lonely establishment uh, that is damn out of place Um, It is uh, almost as though someone had uh, copy-pasted a building from a a different place in a different era and had dropped it deep, deep, deep into the guts of the hive. Uh, It's unassuming. It's a a building that minds its own business and yet does seem an an oddity, uh, but truly in a hive, such oddities are to be expected here and there. Um, And this bar is being uh, adversely affected by... Uh, these curfews as uh, the the gang war, uh, the hive war uh, between the redacted and the loyal retainers escalates. Uh, Two separate factions, uh, street gangs, uh, the redacted uh, former members of retinues who've been erased, who have been disappeared, uh, who have been lost to imperial record. And the loyal retainers, the the benchers, the people who are just waiting because tomorrow will be the day they get called up. Tomorrow is the day for sure. Um, And unfortunately, when you have a bunch of people who feel completely burnt by the system and a bunch of people who really, really believe that if we all just keep our heads down for one more day, we'll all get called up by the system, come into conflict, uh, things get bad for all involved. And as a result, uh, curfews have been implemented that have been really hurting uh, the bottom line of of our fair bar. and this bar is staffed by people who didn't necessarily want it, uh, but who have it uh, by by force of of necessity. Uh, so Dell, Laura, your characters both um, technically own, kind of just possess uh, this this bar. Um, do you have a name for it?
0: Oh boy. Not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs>
4: totally uh uh
1: totally fine. Um so uh the name of the bar is the uh the claw and wing. um Love it. It, it has a very classic uh British tavern vibe, um which is part of the reason why it seems so out of place. Um, you know, hand laid stone exterior, um, like a like a classic stone wall, like with like a lot of like, you know. Mm. Different kinds of stones, uh, almost looks like a like uh, I'm thinking almost like a, a a hobbit hovel from the outside, um, but surrounded by hive, like the, the, you know yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's in it a clearing or anything. Um, and inside, uh, we are we are talking wood paneling, exotic wood paneling uh, from floor to ceiling. Um, there's a, a you know um, a big you know space boar head. Uh, it's I don't know purple or some shit uh, mounted over a a, a roaring hearth. Um, and uh, the place has a, a, a sense of uh, class and uh, timelessness that you'd expect on a feudal world, not de- buried deep in a, a modern hive. And despite um, all of the troubles that have, have befallen last gleaming, uh, it is a damn modern hive. Like the best way to think of this is kind of like the deep streets of Blade Runner or like the lower levels of Coruscant or Nar Shaddaa from Star Wars. Just like a bustling, um, to some extent, like neon drenched um very active very busy um uh vaguely cyberpunky um hive space um based of course in eternal twilight uh with the uh, the death of the se- of the sector's sun um this planet has not seen sunlight in uh, a century and as a result um everyone here is on a weird cocktail of uh, of, of pills to try and keep uh, the necessary levels of um you know health up and running, um, which of course varies pretty drastically from people up in the tower to people in the lower depths of the hive who don't really need the sun anymore because they haven't seen it in so long. Um, but uh, otherwise as hives go, uh, certainly not the best. But definitely not the worst and that's in part because of all of the additional money that comes in from all of the travelers who travel with inquisitors coming and going um i described this um when we were building our characters as uh being a little bit like kingston the the town that i went to school that has like eight prisons and three universities so like very transient population, very mixed population that just comes and goes, and you never really know who's going to be there at any given time and what the character of the place will be at any given time. And that's very much last gleaming. It's it's a, a, a hive that is eternally in flux, um, except for those left behind, uh, like the two of you working here at uh, the Claw and Wing. Um, so with uh, the curfew having been moved up, uh, the bar is hurting. And the bar is never doing tremendously well. It doesn't have to uh, because you're not exactly paying rent uh, for reasons we'll get into. Uh, but it's uh, the bottom line is hurting and you're starting to reach the end of the cash reserves that um, came with, uh, with the bar when your Inquisitor died. Um, he didn't exactly will it to you, but he didn't exactly not will it to you. And as a result, uh, the, um, your contact uh, within uh, the tower, the last communique you received from them um, was to take care of the place and do what you will with it. Uh, unfortunately, the cash reserves are starting to run out, and as a result, things are starting to get a little bit more dire, and the, uh, the curfew has really hurt that. Uh, it means that last call has had to move up quite considerably. Um, so on tonight, of all nights, uh, you've decided to try and push last call to turn a profit. Um, it's a bit of a risk, but it's one that uh, you think you can get away with. Um, again, you're not running a flashy operation. It is very much a quiet tavern kind of situation, but uh, you're you're kind of in a spot where you pretty much need to do this. Um, a bunch of your regulars are taking full advantage of this um, because uh, you know the bar staying open a bit later means oh, one more night of not having to worry about not being in an inquisitorial retinue, uh, which is really all most of these people can hope for. And as a result, they are they are living it up. Um, I'm curious, as as we meet both of your characters, um, what uh, what's what's the job you are currently involved in doing uh, on this 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 you know late last call evening at uh, the Kalon Wing? Uh, Dell, let's start with you.
5: Sure, my character would definitely be watching the door, which I think has a closed question mark sign on it, which is like we are technically closed, but you know. <laughs> what there's people in here and then also going from table to table checking on the people making sure like trying to push more drinks on them basically <laughs> like
1: <laughs> great so um uh Del, you approach a, a table with um uh one of your regulars uh killian Thrang um is sitting there um he is a um think like a uh walmart brad Pitt uh, mm-hmm. so if you bought Brad Pitt at Walmart rather than the the you know luxury brand Brad Pitt um very handsome uh he's wearing uh for lack of a better term like generic sci-fi gear he's got like the one metal shoulder pad um you know he's got gauntlets of indus like vaguely ill-defined <laughs> nature like you don't really know if they do anything or not um he does have a Laz pistol which is probably the best thing going for him um And uh, he definitely is trying to play off a bit of the the Star-Lord type vibe, Um, but you've honestly never seen him work, Um, Mm -hmm. but he is always talking about maybe working. Uh, He prides himself as a jack of all trades, got a bit of a gut going, kind of like, you know, he sucks it in when he stands up, but like it's there. Um, and he's constantly poring over uh, the wanted ads uh, for inquisitorial retinues and bounties, um, because again, as a hive world dedicated purely to f- servicing the Inquisition, there is a lot of turnover, and he's kind of constantly looking for that that proper gig. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as you approach him, um, he uh, he shoots you a, a friendly smile, um, and sure enough, like raises his his glass. Um, what does he see as you approach? Uh, what do you look like, and yeah. what name does he does he greet you by?
5: So, oh man, what name does he greet? I don't think she gives her name out to many people, so they can just call her whatever they want. But she, uh, for for our purposes, her name is Morgan Rawls, and she is very tall and all legs. She has long black wavy hair. She has kind of an evergreen vibe only more pointy. She has extreme RBF and she's wearing like a fancy, which is resting bitch face for those of you.
1: You <laughs> yeah. saved me quietly Googling it while I'm Yes,
5: here. yes. So she has a fancy frilly white shirt with a cravat and a blue vest and then has a belt around her waist, which has a little knife. And then she also has long, Opera-like black gloves that go up to the top of her arms but have the fingers open. So she would walk up to him and be like, Oh Gillian, you are out of drink again. I am so sorry. Um, I'm like, let me let me get you something else. I know what you like, but I can get you something new. Maybe a little more expensive, but
1: <laughs> a little more expensive, you say? Well, uh, oh, obviously, it will
5: make you able to read those papers better. I can see your eyes are not quite focusing. I'll give you something with a little more buzz.
1: All right, keep. I trust you. Um, <laughs> just make sure you know it's uh, it's it's within reason on the the price range. Oh, uh,
5: don't you worry. I have you all set. And she's like, pats him on the shoulder. She's like, leaning in. She's very very saucy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, he's he's having a great time, but it, it's he's trying to – like, he's, he's clearly the person who has gone to Vegas just for the joy of getting to go into a casino and is now accidentally at the high roller table mm-hmm, and he can't mm-hmm. possibly pull out of this. So it's both like, yeah, he's definitely into this, but is also kind of terrified. Uh, but uh, eventually um, he just, like, breaks into a grin that he thinks is eight times more charming than it is. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, just says, all right, keep, you haven't let me, uh, let me wrong before. Uh, of course not. And you know, why, why don't you, why don't you, and like, his eye twitches ever so slightly says this, but he's like, well, why, why don't you grab one, uh, for, for yourself too? Um, at which point, uh, the, uh, the guy at the table next to him, uh, says, if you're buying drinks, uh, perhaps one for Dorbis
2: Horbis as well. Oh, um, we cannot leave Torbis Horbis out of these.
5: Of Come course, now, share the wealth.
1: Um, and there is a uh, there's a guy who looks. Uh, I don't know if any of you remember the Hercules cartoon uh, yeah, that aired briefly. Uh, but Icarus in the Hercules cartoon had like big jagged hair and like his eyes were like uh like slightly like different sizes because you know it flew too close to the sun and and it, it bummed him out. Made in um, Wild. <laughs> Yeah. So that's uh, that's this guy. He's just got like Dr. Wiley, like crazy spiked hair. Um and uh he's wearing uh for for lack of better term, like a like a spirit Halloween <laughs> equivalent of like what someone thinks a psyker wears. So mm-hmm. it's all like purple <laughs> and gold and it's got like filigree and like you know, big swirls. Um it has y- you know like uh big unnecessary cuffs. Um, underneath he's just like every time he moves he clinks cuz he's wearing so much machinery um to pull off these psyker tricks that um you know he's he sounds like a, a walking cutlery drawer um but uh you all kind of humor him because you know that uh, Dorbus Horbus uh prides himself on being you know the the area psyker. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, he was too good for, for the Imperium, so they had to like cut him loose, and now, now he's out here. Um, so he's he's sitting nearby, like just floating a spoon uh between his hands. Um, which all of you have determined is just two magnets in his gloves, uh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Iron Man style, but you'll you'll let him have it. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, look, this time you don't read my mind, I read yours. I, I figure out what drink you want,
2: and ah. I get it. Yes, on Killian. On Kelly, this is why I come here. Dorbus Horbus knows the best place to drink, and it is always here at the Claw and Wing. Oh, you uh, thank so you to your right.
1: keeper. Um, so,
2: go to the bar.
5: Yep.
1: Yeah, so, Morgan, where? We- Yep, uh Morgan you you uh you, there are other customers um who who are working but uh you know two drink orders is enough for now. You can't call the whole bar at the same time.
5: No, we try, uh, but we try. And
1: uh, unfortunately uh based on uh the sort of uh the, the come on that you use in a lot of these places to like dial up the business. Like you know a lot of the people in this room are carrying a quiet torch for you in the way that people do for unattainable bartender folk. Um so you don't want to end up in a talk hole uh with anyone cuz like looking around there's like a mm-hmm. big burly barbarian guy um, with like a vibro axe who keeps kind of darting looks up um, from a scroll that he's writing on and you just fucking know that Aurelian Gore Walker is writing you more poetry and it's always terrible um, but he could he has been very helpful at like throwing undesirables out of the bar before so it it Mm, pays to mm -hmm, keep him around mm -hmm, but not mm -hmm. pay him Uh, which is great, but you also know if you get over there, like he's going to start comparing you to like the midnight sun of a planet he doesn't know. And that's going to take your time. So Morgan, you approach the bar, uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you, you run into your, your business partner, uh, and, uh, really the only other person in the hive that, you know, beyond your regulars.
5: Hey, it's Dell! I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to The Valentine Heresy. And if you are so inclined, we at Dum Dumps and Dice have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There's tiers from $1 to $25 a month, which gets you super cool stuff and also helps support creatives like us. Uh, specifically us, you know, when doing this stuff. For just $1 a month, you can join our Discord, which is for patrons only, but you gain access to it forever. You can come hang out with us and talk about 40K and share your models and be super nerdy, because honestly, we're all super nerdy there. So, if you feel so inclined and would like to support the shows, come on over and join us. Uh, it's patreon.com slash dice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. That's right. Just talk Type it, type it in the search bar, uh, patreon.com slash dumdumdice and we'll see you over there. Thanks.
1: Laura, um, what does, uh, what does Morgan see as she approaches and who are you?
0: Uh, she sees, uh, a man in his late 60s, uh, Fairly tall, tallish, kind of six six feet ish, but you know, sturdy, athletic. Clearly, was you know, you know, could wield a weapon in his day, right? Um. Uh, and he's wearing. Uh, everything is like imperial navy issue, but with no insignia on it. So he's wearing like. He's wearing like some flak armor, but he's got like the navy boots. He's got like a hot like the high collar. He's got the belt. So it's like um, a
1: surplus store purchase where just everything's been removed.
0: That's what it would look like. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> I know it isn't for you, but just yes. from a visual standpoint, it's yeah. yeah exactly.
0: Okay. Um and uh he is, this is uh Eli Sharp. And I imagine Morgan expects or maybe would hope to find him behind the bar, but he's not. He's like leaning in front of the bar, holding court with uh, some new customers who've obviously never been there before because he's just saying the same thing he says every night.
1: Uh, So Eli, um, you are currently uh, holding court with um, Sean Doe, um, noted assassin. Sean Uh, Doe. Yeah, um, who is... um, Dressed, uh, think like Neo from The Matrix, uh, <laughs> like, uh, so just like long leather trench coat, um, you know, like military strapped, you know, strapped with holsters, strapped with guns underneath. Um, and he's wearing a black balaclava with a red target uh, on his forehead. Um, wow. Uh, but um, he's been having a lot of trouble figuring out how to drink through it um in a way that maintains the mystique so there's been a lot of like you know in the comics when like spider-man tries to eat or anything it's always kind of funny and they make a big meal of like just can't to it so like there's a lot of that and he's finally settled on just drinking through the mesh um so he's got kind of a big dark uh liquid soaked stain over his mouth but he's listening like with rapt attention to you um because as someone who who has labeled himself a, a a notorious like a famed assassin. <laughs> like clearly he also trades on these sorts of stories, so he's all in. Um and uh the other uh the other person who's wandered in is uh a teenager um who is wearing uh who's just all like think like DJ Quails, just like all all arms and gangles. Um and he's wearing armor uh that looks like a like almost um uh kadian armor but like a knockoff. Uh, Cadian hmm. armor um and it's too big all of it is too big it's it's he's just a like a beam pole wearing like basically football player armor um so it it makes him wildly uh kind of misshapen uh he's got a um a, a slug thrower so like it uses ballistic rounds uh, that he has tooled up to look like a Laz rifle but it's very clear that like it it's painted and wood and it's it, it's it's for, at a distance might do the trick. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think Eli, you, you're like the, the kind of, what kind of customer are you looking for to like tell these stories to? I assume it's like impressionable, excitable people. Is that like, do um, you want to re- relive the glory days or does it matter? Just
0: someone just, who will react to the story.
1: Okay, great. Eli's so,
0: probably, what time, what time of day is it? If we're talking um, it's, 24 it's hour like, day, well, we're like talking like 3am.
1: Last- well, no, because curfew's early, mm. so it's it's like oh, eleven PM. Um but it's so he's probably six drinks in. Okay. Wow. All right. Um okay, so uh, yeah, you've got this teenager um uh, who has uh, who who boldly declared himself as uh, the uh, like a I I think the term he used was like uh, uh, emerging adventurer, um Miteus Chingus. Um, and he is, uh, he's like standing, he's, tr- he's basically, you notice that he's constantly trying to pose like Sean Doe, but Sean Doe doesn't pose impressively. So they're both just mirroring bullshit at each other. Or at least you would notice if you weren't so wrapped up in your drink and your stories, which I think yeah. is really more, more important. Uh, but Morgan, you would, you would notice this, uh, Eli, what, uh, what story are you currently telling?
0: Well, look, all I'm, all I'm saying is, we had my, my crew, mine, <laughs> we'd have been dealt with this frag and hive war the second it started. One hit. Five minutes of planning, surgical strike, take him out.
1: Um and Shondo is, is nodding uh with his, his weird drink that now has a lot of balaclava floating in it. Uh, <laughs> And he just says, yes, this is a, way, a single shot, one shot, one kill. It is the Shanto way. And it sounds like it is yours as well. Eli sharp. Well,
0: like multiple
1: shots from many people. Ah, uh, multiple shots. And he like puts down the drink and pulls out a notepad. <laughs> it's multiple shots. Um, and uh, Mateus says, uh, uh, yeah, um, I
2: don't, that sounds pretty impressive. Um I, I gotta ask, uh, sir, how um, how did you lead them into battle, though? Like, to do all those strikes without, you know, leveling a hive sounds pretty hard, um, and I'd like to know. So, one day, an emerging adventurer like myself could have a similar experience. What are you... An emerging adventurer?
4: Yeah, an I'm adventurer? trying to make a name for myself.
0: Yeah, I'm going on some adventures with the Inquisition. You think, as an adventurer... You're gonna board a ship and kill a bunch of orcs. Yeah, <laughs> ten times your number. Whoa, that, oh, I mean, that sounds like a son. lot of orcs. Oh, son, nah. He <laughs> like is about to tell him to get out, and then sees Morgan. And I was gonna, it's <laughs> like, Morgan is trying to interject uh, this. It's like more money. I'll pour you another drink.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, Mateus like uh, pulls out like. Whatever the smallest denomination is, like it's clearly like allowance, uh, and it's just like counting it awkwardly. Uh, <laughs> and just says, what, one alcohol, please? Um, and uh, Sean is is like shaking his head next to you, like he's all in on on like, of course you're not going to board, not like us, we're cool. Um, as uh, as you approach uh, Morgan to see this this uh, this grim scene, uh, how do you feel about uh, about this the scene you've walked in on?
5: uh morgan would try to grab eli by the crook of his arm and move him and replace him on the other side of the bar saying, <laughs> you look you can you can tell stories all night but you have two hands you pour drinks with one hand you tell stories with the other hand all right please come on we need to make money but you don't understand You look look girl when
0: you're talking tactics you need both hands <laughs> to show the direction there's multiple things oh. going on
5: at the same time. All right. She's going to just start pouring the drinks herself. She's she's going and she's going to pour herself the one that the guy bought and yep. put a tiny shot of alcohol in it and put water in it, but charge it <laughs> like it's a drink. So that's, And then make the other drinks for the other people.
1: Great. Um, so uh, the evening progresses. Um, and, uh, you know, as time goes on, a few other people filter in. Um, they come, they go. Um, but the fact that you're you've pushed last call means that, you know, it's one of those weird blessing and curses because it means people can drink more here, but they don't necessarily know they can, so they aren't necessarily coming in. Um, but uh Morgan, you are happy to see that uh, you know, uh, now that Killian is uh is kind of stuck, uh he's just kind of committed to it. <laughs> the drink helps. Um that's good. So um yes. Uh, you approach him uh, and Dorbus Horbus uh, with, with their drinks. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Killian just says, uh, Well, listen, as a jack of all trades, it uh, behooves me to be good at a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And one of the things I'm good at is toasting, good service, and a good host. So, and he like raises his glass and he says, uh, So to you, our fair mysterious keeper, and your um.' and he like looks at Eli just d- gesticulating wildly about tactics with two hands and is like, mm-hmm.
5: uh, and yes, our, our lovely benefactor who owns this place, oh. of course, you should not speak poorly of him, but we will toast to the both of us. We will toast to the, 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 I don't remember what it's called. The claw and wing bar, that uh, is yes. where we are. Look, drink working on me as well. Yeah. Um, I and, think, uh, can I just say, I think we forget the name
0: because I think it's been like locally dubbed the emperor's piss.
1: <laughs> sure. Great. Love that.
0: If that's not too heretical,
1: is uh, it too no. heretical? <laughs> no, because I th- I think it's like, I mean, it, it would be holy piss, but I think the the, yeah. I, the argument is that like- you be
3: hard pressed to find finer piss.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also, realistically, uh, Inquisitor Kanehurst opened this place because it reminded him of home. So uh, as as someone who uh, got a cruel shock the first time I had a British beer where it's, like, served warm and not really carbonated, (laughs) I think it's just the kind of thing where, like, he brought in a bunch of local liquor and beverages that are so completely alien to this hive that I'm sure drinks, like, whatever swill they can make that everyone's just, like – fuck this place um but also realistically like you didn't open it it's just a place where you live like you don't need to know the name uh, it's uh it's totally fine <laughs> the cheers go down um you know uh uh killian continues to uh, to you know now he's in entertainer mode so he's you know, listing off potential jobs uh, and potential retinues, and he's like, "Oh, I mean this, uh, this, uh, this Malleus one looks looks you know up my alley as someone who has faced down uh, forces of chaos before." And from the back, uh, you just hear uh, Gore Walker let out a single Edna Krabappel like, um, <laughs> and then uh, go back to his writing. Um, but, uh, the mood in the bar is, is jovial if if small and Morgan, you, you actually uh, feel so like you can relax now unfortunately, for you know the money you are making off of some of these chumps uh it is going directly into Eli's mouth, uh, which is not unexpected but is is a bit of an issue. um but uh, you know this is this was a risk, and it seems to be paying off um. Eli, how did you feel about uh pushing the uh, the last call on this? How how much do you care about the the bar turning a profit?
0: Not one bit.
1: Okay. I So for,
0: barely notice.
1: Great. <laughs> um so the good news Morgan is you're not up against any resistance here, but um at the same time uh it you know, you got to balance being open long enough to be like how much is going to drink while we stay open is it Yeah, worth?
5: it used to be a pretty level split and as the nights go on <laughs> Morgan can make his drink shittier and right. and less strong, but it's starting to be a crapshoot.
1: <laughs> Great. So, um, eventually, uh, Morgan as often happens, uh, you have to run back uh, for something. Um, uh, you know, there's your the the good 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 stuff is probably under lock and key. Then, if you're worried mm-hmm. about Eli getting to it, yeah, there's um, a back
5: room with. Stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, when you have a moment alone uh, in in the back room, like what's what is a moment of peace for Morgan Rawls like?
5: The moment of peace is just a big sigh and not having to perform this bullshit, caring about people or doing any of this shit. This is this is all garbage. Nobody cares. She would rather <laughs> just be quiet and alone somewhere. So that moment where it's just all drowned out and muffled. It's like. <sighs> That's that. Alone in the dark is where Morgan hmm. feels nice and comfortable. So just being in the back hallways where they le- have stuff and and the rooms back there is always is is a joy. Just cold and dark and metal hallways. And it's like ah, okay, it's recentered.
1: <laughs> yeah, you you briefly as you feel that sense of calm, um, you have just a flash of of kind of your life to this point and and who you were. Um, before you were scooped up by the the Inquisition, before you found yourself pressed into the service of Inquisitor Kanehurst, and it's odd because despite all the stress of being out there, the moments like this really are where you feel the starkest contrast between your life on the run and who you've become now. Um, and unfortunately, as you you hear like you know, Eli Eli's voice rise with the telling of of some mm-hmm. long lost battle. Um, you know how how precarious your situation here is. No one seemed to care about Kanehurst's little pet project, his little slice of home. It was like a little oddity souvenir he brought. Um, but if anyone ever did come knocking, you guys would pretty much be fucked. Uh hmm. and all the money that was was available in, in the accounts that you had access to has is, is basically like it's not gone, but it's it's really getting there. Uh so it's a piece, but a delicate one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um similarly, Eli. Um you know, the, uh, is there a point at which you kind of retreat into yourself or, or are you like out amongst the people for the, the entirety of the night?
0: Um, yeah, I would say Eli is drinking to g- stop retreating. He's like just, he drinks, he tells stories, he interacts. That's all to prevent him like <laughs> contemplating to, yeah. his life. <laughs>
1: So eventually as as you know that drunk at a bar does um you drift to a new table um uh Sean and, and Matias are are arguing now uh, about weapons um it's just a, a weird like hmm. um it's almost like a, a Zoolander and Hansel argument where it's just like or, or like a Will Arnett <laughs> argument where it's just kind of like, uh, well, oh, with my last gun, I could just get you a distance. Ah, yes, but you could not hit me a distance if I've already shot you in the back <laughs> of the neck with my guns. And it's just like this stupid <laughs> argument about like, well, but if. Um, so you find yourself um, uh, wandering over um, and kind of like seated, probably doing that thing where you're one table away from uh, uh, Dorbus Horbus and Killian Thring's <laughs> tables. But then you turn around and... Um, and uh, uh Dorbus Horbus is like,
2: I could not help but hear that you were uh, talking about how you would end the Hive War between uh, the Redacted and the Loyalists. This is very curious to Dorbus Horbus because business is generally bad for all involved, particularly for resident psychers with all of the problems with the two gangs. So how would you stop it other than a surgical strike? Do you think perhaps you could talk some sense into the two leaders? I'll read your mind, but you should tell me. Talk. Talk sense into two
0: factions that are fighting? How long have they been fighting for? There ain't no sense in this anymore. You kill them all, you kill them quick.
2: No other way. So I've read your mind, and it seems that you're suggesting you just kill them all quick and fast. That seems a kind of extreme it works even for Dorobus Orbis. Every Orbus. time.
1: <laughs> Um and uh Killian is like, that is uh that is kind of scary there, uh there there, Eli. Hey, I've been meaning to ask about the uh the, the duds there. I mean I, I like your look, but um I hope you don't mind me saying it. You got a bit of a oh yeah, I mean you got a bit of a, a navy cut going there. Uh, where where'd you get where'd you get a an Imperial Navy outfit?
0: The damn Navy <laughs>
1: So wait, so you actually served?
0: I I sorry, I thought that, I thought you were just Did I actually serve? Are you new here?
1: <laughs> uh I mean, no, but what if, if you're in the Navy, what What are you doing down here?
0: Cause, oh. You know what happens? The Inquisition gets involved. You're having a great time. You're you're just you're killing it. And, uh, the, and then they ask you to do this thing and you do it. And then the Navy, they publicly call you a liar and you end up on this shithole. And then he
1: yep. I think he and, throws up. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and as, as you're throwing up, Killian's literally like, oh man, yeah. I wish the Inquisition would call me up so I could have that great time. Like completely missed the the, the cautionary side of it. <laughs> Um, And uh, Dorbus Horbus is like nodding knowingly and like they share a little bit of camaraderie um, uh, about it. Um, uh, Morgan, you come out to find uh, Eli throwing up, uh, but before (laughs) you can reach him, Mm -hmm. um, a massive, uh, bulky, muscular form um, just like darkens your pathway Mm -hmm. um, and he puts on little glasses and then he raises a scroll um, and he says, Mysterious
2: barkeeper, keeper of Aurelian Gore Walker's heart. <laughs> I have torn many hearts from many chests, but it is you who has defeated me in kind. They say irony and karma are twins. Well, if so, they must be dear
1: friends of yours. He turns it over, and you realize he's oh. got pages of this. He's got like. He's been working he's been working the past few nights. Uh, all right, how all right. Do you...
5: she, she's gonna interrupt and put her hands on his hands and push down the papers a little <laughs> bit and say <laughs> Aurelian, these these words, they are so precious. You cannot just share these in public. You should give this to me. I will I will keep it and I will read it in private. And perhaps I will I will send you a little letter in response. But but I would not I would not give these feelings so openly where everyone can hear.
1: Um, and uh, he is like a, a pale Nordic warrior type and just from, from his toes to the top of his bald head, just blush. Um, and uh, he he hands hands you the notes and he just says,
2: <laughs> if you do send me a return note, the famed conqueror Gorg who has been prophesied to murder me will find it upon my corpse. That swears a brilliant Gore Walker. Um, Re- Love, lovely swear. I will, I will
5: remember this for all times. Yes.
1: Um, and he he gives you like a pleasant nod. He doesn't really know what to do, so he like shakes your hand. Uh, he's gonna,
5: then, she's gonna squish his hands, like give him a little like, like there, um, yeah, <laughs> we, yes, yeah. I, was, I would say take, <laughs> take his note.
1: <laughs> I would say he's never gonna wash those hands again. But realistically, he's never washed those hands. No. Full yep. stop. Yep. Um, he is, incidentally. The only actual person that you know is involved in an inquisitorial retinue in this entire part. Like <laughs> he, he's he's he, he'll disappear for months at a time and then just he's come perfect.
5: back. Perfect. Love bunch this. Bunch of guy.
1: bunch of thrones to spend and just like hang on. Um. So he Gotta be he nice goes back. To this guy. Uh. He goes back over to his corner. Um. And just starts sharpening. Uh. His axe. Um. Just absently. Um. Uh. And then uh, eventually stands and nods nods to you and, and makes his way out uh, into the night, having having served his purpose. Um,
5: I think in the meantime, Morgan is just going to try and sling more drinks and then also grab a towel and throw it at Eli in the vomit. Like, you figure that one out. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: Um, yeah, amazing. So, Eli, you get hit by a towel. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah.
0: It's... Imagine it kind of hits me, falls off to the floor, and I just—I'm used—I'm used to this, so I just like with my shoe, just kind of <laughs> mop up the vomit and then kick the towel into a corner.
1: Great it smells um,
5: great in here.
1: You um you hear uh the distant siren uh, of of uh, an Arbides vehicle um kind of doing the rounds uh. Which means that theoretically, you could try and close up. Um, but uh, Killian and uh, and Dorbus have just joined Sean Doe and My and it's now become a table of like a pissing contest between uh, four people who have never pissed. Um, so this could go on for a long time.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Morgan, would you try and close the bar, or would you try and stay open despite the the uh, the, the clear signal of authorities?
5: I think Morgan would run and turn off all the lights. Well, now we have very more intimate bar experience from now on tonight. And just the store, the sign says closed. We'll turn off all the lights. We're just friends hanging out in this bar. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Great. No so the problem, the bar, the bar is, is now just lit by the, in the the smoldering embers of of the the heat, um, of the hearth rather. Uh, Eli, I feel like you're sitting nearby, very dramatically lit. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like glass in hand, watching these chuckle fucks have their their delightful conversation, knowing, you know, what's going on in the world. Um, yeah. And uh, and Morgan, you feel like you've kind of got this in hand, okay. uh, which is dangerous because generally speaking, any time in your life you felt like you've had something in hand. It isn't, uh, and that's a unfortunate lesson your entire planet learned. Yep. Um, I think and-
5: something in the back of Morgan's head, in general, is that this is a cursed year for her, <laughs> because every 13 years, something bad happens in her life. So this is a cursed year, but she's just trying to keep that out of her general brain space and figure things out.
1: Uh, which you absolutely could have done Uh, Until uh, the masked men emerged out of your back room um, with bolters and just said, hey, I'm afraid last call came a bit early. We're going to be needing your bar, Uh, which is when the front windows are blown out by gunfire.
0: This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan Plant at the Ryan Apland on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at E.L. Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Porovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter.
3: Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn One One Three Eight, Allerain Okapi, and Gillian Noel Plante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreoncom slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
4: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato-Fisher. Communications, something, moon base, wherever. You guys
2: can sort out the next thing. I need to get the rover checked and loaded. Jong. On
4: it, boss.
3: Excuse me?
4: If communication still makes a difference at this point in the plot, if we can keep this base or this moon together long enough to be a thing. I changed my direction. I worked my way. Down. I took those scraps, the bits
3: they'd forgotten about or thrown away, and I built my own place. Still inside,
4: but within the shadows. All my thoughts, my hopes, all of my heart is on a makeshift rocket hurtling towards us with the most precious of cargo. We'll definitely deserve a celebration.
2: Not like yours. You and your boy down there?
3: I hope he's got a private room waiting.
4: It'll be enough to be close again. Ah, meu amado. When I have Alex back in my arms, maybe then I can think about resistance.
3: We've kept the corporations at arm's length longer than most. Well, whatever you're building, here or wherever, I'm in any way we
5: can help.
4: It feels like we're approaching the closing stage of this journey. The final stop. But either way, it's been one hell of a story. And either way, it ends with Alex.
3: Moonbase Theta Out, the final season. Broadcasting on your podcast feeds starting August 14th. For early access, join us at patreon.com slash Productions.
4: Moonbase Theta Out.